I'm Kurt from the MFG cast, and I'm stuck with these assholes. <laughs> the Legends of Tabletop. Welcome everybody. After dicking around for about a half an hour, we're gonna we're gonna start our stream for tonight. It's a session twenty-one from our Fear Itself campaign. Uh, I never reviewed anything, so we're gonna wing it as far as uh, a recap here. The guys started off with um, you know some downtime activities. Jack went to Bermuda to relax. You know, caught a little, little time in the sun. Uh, Randy was hanging around his house. Uh, forged a, a, a more a normal relationship with his mom. He got a little bit more freedom. It's maybe a little less codependent. And uh, Aaron spent some time researching the uh, the Huron stuff and kind of delving a little deeper into his uh, mysterious background. We met over at Jack's place, uh, trying to figure out how to proceed. Uh, Edward had um, uh, a mission kind of queued up for us. So uh, before we left, uh, Randy decided on a lark that he was going to have uh, Jack's truck painted like Optimus Prime. Didn't go really well. It kind of turned into like a whole thing, needless to say, or maybe not. We had to have Jack's truck painted back to black again, uh, so it wouldn't uh, wouldn't stick out. Uh, we- <laughs> Uh, Edward gave us welcome listeners, right? (laughs) Edward gave us the details on the Cludy was, uh, it was still being held. Uh, they were investigating it. They weren't really sure what it was or what they were going to do with it. Uh, it gave us information about this hotel in Switzerland. It's sort of a a hub for some cult activity. Uh, so they were been sent in to investigate it. They have ties to the, uh, the guy that kicked the shit out of Randy, uh, many moons ago. Uh, so we chose new uh, personas for the trip. Brett is going to be playing uh, Jacques Randall. He's a professor who tends to wear capes and leather and uh, wears a monocle, which, okay. Uh, Randy's playing Case Pendleton, a defense lawyer. Uh, due to his um, uh, mastery of the web, has created his own website and, uh, like, you know, whole backstory for, for Case. And uh, Aaron is playing Charles Daschle, company executive. Uh, we flew out to, to Sweden. Uh, we met up with a contact Switzer- person. Switzer- Switzerland. That's Switzerland? Important. What did yeah. I say? Sweden. Oh, Switzerland. It's, it's important because Switzerland seems more international. Not that Sweden's not, but Sweden, everyone would have a Swedish accent, and I cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I uh, can fake a German-ish accent, which is sort of similar to Swiss. So, well, you you do is you could pretend to s- talk in that kind of accent and then go into an English accent, like some movies do. Like, oh, now yeah. we're talking English, everybody, because <laughs> nobody can do that accent. That's right. Everyone's going to be British. That's evil. That way, you can identify them. Awesome, gotcha, just gotcha. like every great Bond movie <laughs> or Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. We were picked up at the airport by our contact, Wyatt Perry. Uh, he works for the organization, also gave us a little bit of background. Uh, we met with, uh, I think, Mr. Schilling was the guy's name. Uh, he inherited the hotel. Uh, he's the own, owner manager there. Uh, Friedrich Schilling. Friedrich. Schilling, actually, Schilling is technically the spelling. E. Oh, okay. Well, let me change that. Schilling. Friedrich Schilling. All right, and um, that was pretty much it. We we wrapped with the guys heading into the elevator and, uh, you know, kind of holding up for the night and uh, taking a load off and trying to re- regroup and figure out what the hell they're going to do. So okay. Take Neil. <laughs> um, I love how you always throw it to me, and then I have to be like, what? And then literally I just go, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you're like, we went on an elevator it's not like I say the elevator opens and there's like mobsters with guns and it's like bah, 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 roll something. <laughs> I should do, I now honestly I should have done that. It would have been super cool. 
Yeah, I was gonna say this is gonna be like Bondish. I mean, there should be action at every tu- at every turn, right? Well, the cultists don't know you're here yet, probably. Oh, so they will. I think the only rolling we did last session was to paint the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it was. So, thanks, listeners, for bearing with us. Can I have like two blades? And I have like two blades that I pull out and they have like spinning things. So I go like, and I have like blades and shit. Um, <laughs> if you roll preparedness, I guess you may. Um, yeah, that's what I want. Well, couldn't it, I mean, I know you asked us the last time what we were bringing. And, and uh, no one said spinning swords. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not one person said, I'm taking swords that spin and do cool tricks. <laughs> well, to be no, fair, they're, 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 just little, they're, like, they're like daggers. They're like little dagger things, you know? But yeah, I, I they have it. this thing where I can, I can take them out and spin them like a gun and have them like that. Yeah, also, look, no one said that. Go go ahead and go ahead and roll. You've got two in preparedness. You can spend or not if you want. <laughs> I'm going to spend the two. You're going to spend two? Spend two. Yeah, right. I really want the blades. Okay. Come on, he wants his blades. Let him spend his points. He can spend them however he wants. Heck yeah. He can be the Drax of our group. All right. I got a six. I got a six. Wow. Hey, oh, yeah, you've got them. And they're very fine quality. <laughs> if any if any blade smithing companies would like to sponsor this podcast and have it be their blades, which I'm sure will stab someone really hardcore to death at some point in this storyline, go ahead and email me. Or John, legendsoftabletop at gmail.com. Email him, because we are more than happy to mention your blades. Maybe someone like Cold Steel. They're a blade company alone, and they make good stuff, it seems, and they have cool swords on their website. So maybe you want to advertise here. Maybe that's a Cold Steel blade. Otherwise, it's like Gerber or something. You jerks. (laughs) (laughs) I I get testy with our non-advertisers. Um, you get off the elevator, you're on the same floor, you essentially have, uh, I wouldn't say it's an entire wing, but like a little, like three suites at the end of the hallway. You each obviously have your own suite. They all have like separate bedroom, bathroom, living room. Um, there's no television because I'm going to say it's like old school European hotel. They don't like read a book, guys. Get some culture there. The rooms are very nicely appointed. Um, clearly people with money stay here. It's quite nice. Uh, within your hotel rooms, you'd also notice. Um, I don't know if I said this or not. I hope I didn't contradict myself, but I was pretty sure I said they use actual physical keys. I think so. It was that swanky. So, yeah. Like not key cards. It's like actual keys. So your rooms also have sort of like, you know, the the standard book of like stuff you can do, like room service menus and, you know, all the hotel like uh, amenities. So there's like, you know, Olympic class pool and saunas and a spa and skiing because it's actually in the Alps. So there's like, all the way up to like triple black diamond for people that want to die in this game. Um, I don't know what a skiing role would be for athletics, but you'd have to roll something hellacious if you decide to go triple black diamond for some reason, just for fun. Uh, but you could. So anything you'd find at a fancy hotel, you're probably going to find here. Um, it's obviously quite expensive, but the tab is being picked up by your organization. So uh, you are fine there. Uh, as far as anything, you can always put it on your tab. And then uh, there is a special invitation on all of your uh, desks. Um, well, you're not sure if it's so special um, if you compare them, but it's essentially an invitation to uh, the hotel gala. And uh, it, at least as far as you can tell, like this, it's like a Thursday. So you're not sure it, it makes the, the, some of the language makes it seem as if the gala is a re- regular sort of routine sort of affair. It's formal dress. 
it seems quite swanky. And obviously all the guests are invited. It says, you know, past heavy hors d'oeuvres and open bar, which is extreme, but you don't actually know what the price per night is here. So it's not that extreme if you compared that. So that is sort of your room setup. If you have any, do you have any questions about the room itself or the hotel so far with what you would have gathered from that? Otherwise, I'll let you guys roll as far as what you want to do. I would say it's mid-afternoon when you arrived. I think we decided, or it was, it was actually no. I think it was more like five or six, something like that. Yeah, I think it was later. Later, the gala is at nine. But it's tonight, so it's Thursday. The gal's on Thursday. Today's Thursday. Yes. It's in a couple hours. Okay. Correct. Just so I can take appropriate notes. And we had talked to some people beforehand, right? I'm pretty sure we talked to some people in the lobby. We we talked to the owner. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was, he kind of, you get the impression he personally greets every guest because every guest is important at La Hotel Grand. All right, so I'm say, well, you know, what, what do you think, guys? Should we, uh, you think we should split up and kind of canvas the place before this gala, so we can meet meet up again and kind of, you know, get a feel for the the layout here. Uh, I don't know. You want to go grab something to grab something to eat before the gala? Kind of just like scope things out, sort of just like take it all in. I'll take the eating part. Yes, well, yeah. And we're gonna okay. get the best of the best yeah. stuff. We. So we got to make sure we eat like breakfast, lunch, dinner, in between snack. I mean, we're going to be living it up, boys. This is going to be the this is going to be the good stuff right here. And yeah, and you know what? We we really should spend a lot of money so that we fit in. You know what I mean? We're, we'll look weird if we're like, oh, I don't think we, you know. So it's actually a good thing that we're going to be spending a lot of money because it'll look good. Well, you know, Randy, I know this is like you know five stars, ten stars, whatever, but I, I'll wager. That the food's not as good as Mrs. Garrison's food. That is true. The greasiest spoons are always the best. So, mm-hmm. All right. okay, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with going to get something to eat if you guys want it. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, let, let, you know, let's freshen up. Let's, let's you know, get you straightened. You know, new tie, or whatever. We'll go down and we'll just kind of, you know, just let's let's see what happens. Okay. Now, we, by the we, way, just as an aside, my my blades are very concealable as well, so I'll be able to have the blades on me. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you have to make another preparedness to roll, Nate, to say that you actually have them on you. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would assume they're concealed fairly well and easily drawn. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, Aaron would just kind of like check out the room and I mean, he's like no spy detective or whatever, but like, you know, he would kind of like look into the lamp and, you know, he'd throw all his crap out, you know poke around in the bathroom and you know just kind of see how things are laid out you know see if our rooms are connected at all uh they're not directly connected no um so you sort of have it probably doesn't matter but like you know yours is like kind of going this way with the door living room kind of bedroom bathroom and then randy's or is kind of this way same way with the door there and then uh, Jack or Jacques is kind of this way and it's kind of living room by the So it, you're kind of like the end corner arranged, right? But not, um, they're not adjoining rooms. All right, that's fair. That you know. Um, you, I mean, notice would tell you it does not connect. And then also using, do you have notice? I do. Uh, you don't notice any, um, like bugs or surveillance devices or anything like that. It looks like it's legit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he would really notice anyway, but it's kind of like, well, you know, I should probably at least try to look to see, you know, if anything like stands out. Yeah. I mean, you check like lamps for like, are there extra wires? Are there little like things like sticking out microphones, that sort of thing? Like, sure pick up the desk, you know, the clock on the desk and you're like, looks like a clock. I mean, I guess there could be a microphone in it or something, but sure. you don't, you don't perceive anything nefarious so far okay. with a, with a sweep. All right. Yeah, uh, Aaron would just, he would get washed up kind of like refreshed, you know, wash his face kind of. 
you know, maybe change his shirt. Not, nothing, nothing major. Then meet up with everybody. Yeah, Jack is happy with the way he looks in his getup, so he's not changing anything. I think Randy, Randy would clean up a little bit. He'd probably like put a little product in his hair just to, you know, fit the part of lawyer. Even though he really no, has no clue what he's doing, but he's going to fake it as best he can. So. He gets into the room, he immediately rips off his suit, puts on like his Evil Dead t-shirt, just sits in there for like 15 minutes, waits for the knocks, like, fuck, and puts his clothes back on. Actually, he's, he's starting to grow up now, so now he's actually, he's been sitting in it the whole time. He just kind of sits in his suit and just kind of like touches a little bit, makes sure everything's okay, I'm good, you know, just kind of sits there, you know. Maybe has a little snack beforehand, but he actually like eats over a plate for once in his life, and like he's really like... Oh, just make sure nothing gets on it, you know? Nice. What, just, I need a reminder, I did not take note, I don't think, of your covers. What is everyone, uh, nope, I did. God, I'm dumb. I already did it. I mean, I okay. said recap. Proceed. Proceed. <laughs> I know, but I was like, did I do this? But I got it. Sorry. Right, so if, if no one knocks on Aaron's door, he'll he'll go out and, you know, knock on Jack's door. And, uh, yeah. I, I open it and I come out. I'm all set. Got my blades. All right, let, let's let's grab uh, let's grab Case and, and head down. You know, grab some cocktails. Sounds good to me. We can't no no overdoing it though, man. This is you know we, we got to remember we are still in mortal danger here. So if we blow our covers, we're kind of fucked. And he's like he's like you know throat slash motion like. You know, Jacques, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, we're on a nice vacation. And he reaches over and he knocks on, on Randy's door. Yep, and he it kind of spooks him a little bit, but then he opens the door. He actually is like, he he's kind of prepared for whatever comes, but also is kind of scared a little bit. So he kind of opens the door like confidently, but not too confidently, where he's just kind of like peeking like, okay. Oh, it's my friends. Okay. Hey, Case, and he and he winks at Randy. <laughs> You're ready for uh, ready for a night uh, night out? Oh yeah, you know me. I like to have a good time. Ah, of course, of course. Guess they hop back in the elevator and and head down to the uh, to the dining room. Okay, uh, you head to the dining room. Looking around, uh, you certainly uh, you don't necessarily get looks or anything. You blend in pretty well. Um, everyone in the dining room looks fairly well to do um it's a seemingly very international crowd you notice you know all all types of visitors um you you hear several different obviously european languages there's always a german tourist somewhere they they're always on vacation somehow you see you know you hear people speaking with like british accents there's people speaking, you know, there's, there's actually, I guess you wouldn't necessarily know unless you have some sort of language skills in particular languages. But, you know, there's everything from like what looks like Asian businessmen that are fairly well off to old money, sort of almost like tuxedo wearing royal types or whatever. So it's a, a very eclectic crowd the uh host as you uh walk up uh, greets you good evening gentlemen uh, would you like a table i think we may start over at the bar what do you think gentlemen i think a drink would be in order randy's character just basically just just gives a slight nod and then doesn't pay attention to the other gentleman so uh should I put your name in? Do you have reservations for this evening? Uh, no, unfortunately, we, we just arrived. Ah, no, no worries. Uh, I can get you a table. If you're going to have a drink first, that uh, would be beneficial for the schedule. Uh, we have a table opening up. Looks like 7.30, if that is amenable. Aaron looks to the other two. Yeah, what, what time is it now? Uh, it's like 6.30. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Excellent. Excellent. Party of three, then? Yes. Or do you have guests as well? Uh, just the three of us. Excellent. I'll pencil it. What name should I put down? Uh, or room number? Charles Dashel. He writes the name in. Party of three. Excellent. If you would, 
we don't call out names like uh, I noticed your accent uh, Americans do in their restaurants so if you would just come up up uh, close to 7.30 I'll have your table ready and we'll take you there in Till then, obviously, enjoy the drinks at the bar. May I recommend the Manhattan? It's quite good here. It's a special recipe. Oh. All right. I may have to check that out then. And he, like, grabs the front of his fedora and kind of, like, you know, tips his hat to him. He has a very fair, a fairly formal bow of, like, you know, nod of gratitude. And then uh, has his arm. He waves an arm. You see a younger gentleman say, Ah, let me escort you to the bar. He walks you over. Fall in behind him. Uh, the bar is very well appointed. Uh, you notice there are like exceptional, like aged bottles of scotch, not like vintage bottles, not, you know, like 12 year or whatever. It's like 1978, whatever, you know. Glenfiddich or Lefroig or whatever, like the actual like named ones. Uh, but also they have lower tier stuff as well. And uh, the bartenders are all fairly attractive younger people. Um, they uh, are all in like the, the women are in sort of like the little black dress, classy style dress, pearls. The men are all in tuxedos. Uh, so everyone is quite fancy. A uh, younger girl, probably somewhere in mid twenties, comes up. Ah, hello. Uh, could I get you a drink? Aaron just like extends his hand to the other two for them to order. Yes, I'll take the Manhattan. It was recommended highly. Excellent. One of our signature drinks. We make our own mixers. Does it have Cthulhu blood in it? Oh, I hope it does. I so hope. She's like, uh, God bless you? I, <laughs> Just I would have never said that out loud as a joke. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't know what Cthulhu is. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, no, I would have never said that to her. Um, I uh, Case gives her kind of a stern look and says, I'll take a bloody full spice with Angelico Fernet vodka in it. Uh, she's like, can do. Excellent. Good choice. And for you, sir. Uh, I, I will also take a Manhattan. I, you know, was recommended. Fantastic. Uh, I'll be right back, gentlemen, with your drinks. My name's Natalie. If you need anything else, please uh, just flag me down and I'll be happy to assist you. Well, you can be sure of it. Uh, so she goes about making drinks. She is clearly American, um, at least by accent. Uh, so, uh, standard sort of, you know, she goes very professionally and makes the drinks. You notice pretty much everything is, uh, as, as you would expect, there's no weird, like smoking potion or, or anything that's going, yeah, she no Cthulhu blood, come on, there's no come Cthulhu on. blood, mm-hmm. um, there's Who's no, that? you know, she uh, she comes back uh, to Manhattan's uh, and the Bloody Mary uh, sets them down and says, please, you'll have to let me know what you think. Uh, we make the bitters ourselves. That's that's the secret. Uh, as, and as well, I can t- I well, it's not it's it's not a very well kept secret. We actually use dry vermouth instead of a sweet vermouth. So it's uh, it'd be a little different, but all the guests seem to love it. Interesting. He grabs it, you know, picks it up and swirls it, gives it a sniff and kind of like, you know, raises it to her, takes a sip. And should I charge this to your room? Uh, Yes. Excellent. Uh, So she goes off and just kind of types stuff in to a system. He he looks over to Jack and he's like, damn, this is really good. It is one of the best Manhattans you've ever had. I don't know how many Manhattans you've had, but you really like it. It's quite tasty. (laughs) Aaron, the Bloody Aaron Mary is spot on, as if she read your mind. The perfect nice. spice, the perfect blend. The vodka was obviously uh, the right choice. So, yep, yep. And I exactly actually, looked, I, look, I looked it up, and I actually, I looked up best vodka in Switzerland and picked the most oh. expensive. <laughs>
It's called well, Reese's then Curse. She, yeah, yeah, then she it. knows you are high rollers. <laughs> um, because hardly anyone will pick the actual vodka. And not only that, the most expensive one. So she's like, she could tell this nice. guy knows nice. shit. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Or knows how to Google. <laughs> you were going to say something. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say to Jack, uh, not Jack. I was going to say um, too, too many names now. Charles. Um, I was going to say Charles. I don't know. I think I think the Manhattan is some kind of a code. Like, like, is there something we should be looking out for? I think they, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, this girl is American. Walked in, the guy recommended Manhattans. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. I don't know. Look, I mean, I, I can appreciate your concern. I think we got to kind of keep this stuff on the down low though. Right. I mean, like it, it, you know, like he lifts it up again and kind of like swirls it, like he's sniffing, you know, and, and he will like sniff, like see if it smells off or what I mean, cause Aaron was a bartender. Right. So like if it yeah. didn't smell like a Manhattan or, you know, if there was like a weird, sure. you oh, get no, no, no think, you get no impression I, that, it, that it's tainted no, in any way. I don't, I don't mean that it's, poison or something I, i'm saying I, I just felt like it was some kind of a code like 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 they're signaling us f- for something you know? well, i mean you know he the guy was german clearly i mean maybe he just thought that you know maybe it's a maybe it was a joke for him to you know recommend an american you know liquor you know a, a manhattan for someone from you know, from the States. Yeah, exactly. Here, let's have something. Let's here. You can have something you can always have, you know, it's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is really good though. Yeah, that's true. But so, they do, they did say it's one of their specialties. It's also one of the first cocktails. So, you know, although people say it's the first, I do not believe that's true. I believe the Sazerac is actually the first based on Sazerac rye and Eat my dust, people. I do my research. <laughs> Sazerac's delicious. Look into it. It's not the Manhattan. People say the Manhattan is the first cocktail. It's not. Google it. Neil, you first know co- too many cocktail. things. First, uh, been t- first, first cocktail is Mojito. Because, uh, no, it is. It is because pirates used to use it as an antiseptic. Um, they would, they would. What? Yes, it's true. Pirates would use Mojito as essentially like a, like a, uh, a medicine, and so um, because they would it'd be the, the the liquor, the rum, um, and they'd crush the mint in there and stuff, and it would it was they drink it and also apply it to wounds and shit. So I think I didn't probably think that was, antiseptic. I didn't think it well, would be better, super antiseptic. Yeah, it's, it's better than better than nothing if you think about it, right? I mean, the rum would help. Stuff. I guess if you just took rum, crushed up mint in it, and put sugar. Also, if you have a high enough sugar concentration, bacteria won't grow in it. So it's actually a high enough sugar concentration of water will actually be antiseptic as well. So technically. That's well, right. I'm also know. a microbiologist, guys. <laughs> Eat my shit. Science time on Legends of Tales. Let's talk about science, guys. Bacterial growth. Let's get into it. What percentage of glucose in a solution is required to prevent bacterial growth? Well, it's at least 50-50 because simple syrup will not uh, mold or grow bacteria. Let's take a call from our listeners. (laughs) George from New York. (laughs) Why? Why? That's it. That's his question. Uh, everybody that was watching is now gone. They're like, you yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> what a bunch of pretentious douches that pretend to be fake internet characters. <laughs> well, look, maybe maybe I'm going to take out my blade and make things interesting. What do you think? Well, 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 well. He like, like reaches out and like puts a hand on your arm. He's like, well, it's just commonly, you need to look. Th- I mean, we're working, but like you've got to like relax a little bit. I mean, we have we've been here for like two hours. <laughs> like we have to we have to like investigate. Like this is like fucking Columbo and shit. Yeah, this isn't the shield where you can just do what you want. <laughs> Consequences don't matter. You have to. You have to be. You you said yourself. We can't get carried away, man. I've calm down, Wolverine. <laughs> okay. I was He's got the blades for sure. Yeah. You do have at least a week's reservation, which means if you want to hang out at a fancy hotel for a week for free, you probably shouldn't draw blades. 
hour at the bar might not be looked upon well, but you know, you can, I'm totally for it. Cause we'll, we'll roll that one, but no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be able uh, to do it. You'll be able to do it eventually. It's it's like him with the cannon. Always wanted to use the cannon. Now he's gonna want to use the blades. Boy, time, right? Tell ya, he is our Drax. That's okay. We still love him. Did the waitress when she you know reached out and put the glasses down? Uh, Aaron would have looked for tattoo. Ah, uh, no, she does not have the call. Good call. She does not have the wrist tattoo of the cultist. Okay. I mean, he, everyone that he speaks to, he would look, you know, especially okay. for a man, you know, he'd be shaking hands and. Yep. You, know, you, you know. have not yet noticed a cult yeah. uh, tattoo for anybody so far that right, you have right. met. Yeah. Um, We've seen like three people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you met the desk clerk, the owner, probably not a cultist theoretically, you would hope uh, at least at this point. And then yes, the, the waitress. Um, Coming back, uh, she comes back a little bit into the uh, of your drinks and is like, oh, are you enjoying the drinks? Oh, this is very good. Um, <laughs> back in my younger days, I, I attended bar for a little while, and I say this is the best day in Manhattan I've ever had. Oh, thank you. Uh, where did you bartend? What, you're from the States, right? Yeah, yeah. You as well. Your, your accent gives you away. Yeah, San Diego. Um, I, I'm... It was a whole thing, you know, moved here with a guy and things didn't work out, but I love it. And I'll tell you what, the tips are pretty good here. So uh, I couldn't say no. And we're living in luxury. So, you know, I live in town, but it certainly helps to have this clientele. And, uh, you know, the the mixologists here behind the bar, we, we don't do too bad uh, making up bitters and some extra special recipes to, you know, flaunt a little bit for the, for the guests. Nice. Nice. That's good. What, what, what happened? Uh, didn't, didn't, you said it didn't work out. Just, uh, went your separate ways. Well, you know, you get, a. I think it, well, he had a couple ladies on the side. Turns out typical man, no offense. None taken. He puts up his hands, but you know, he, had a lady here. I didn't know it. I moved to this apartment. You know, he'd be gone some nights and, you know, he didn't travel for business. I mean, he he has a shop in, in you know, downtown. So what was he doing staying somewhere else? So I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't going to be the other the other woman or the other 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 woman or whatever I was. Um, but, you know, I. Maybe one day I'll go back, but I, for now, I like it here. It's, it's a nice place and you meet some really interesting people. Yeah. Imagine you would. That's one of the perks of the job, I guess. That's right. And maybe I'll snag me a rich husband, right? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, you never know. That's right. You never do. Well, if you can, if I can refresh your drink, uh, just flag me down. Happy to help out a fellow American and, Make sure you enjoy your stay. Happy to help any way I can. You winks. She like uh, she kind of gives you the flirty laugh and walks off. Starts you know making drinks for people couple couple down the bar. Uh, at this point, I would say seven thirty ish rolls up. I don't know. You can have a few cocktails unless you have specific goals you want to attain before then. I mean, other than small talk between us, like, you know, what, what's our plan of action kind of thing without doing like another three hour session of planning and we just sit at the bar and never have dinner. Uh, I mean, Aaron would just, you know, casually well, kind of glance. An actual hour, I will have them come and take you to the table. <laughs> so with an hour of planning, I'm forcing them to make you get yeah. there anyway. No, I mean, Aaron would just kind of like look around casually, kind of take things in. I mean, obviously, it's a rich international set. Is it older crowd, younger crowd? Um, Mostly kind of 50s and older, but that's sort of to be expected. There are younger folks, though, for sure. Um, You see, you know, a few tables here and there of sort of debutante type Paris Hilton, rich, fancy princess types. 
not that she's really fancy. She's kind of crass, but that's for the audience. I don't think she's fancy. She's not fancy. <laughs> um, but yeah, there there are. It's kind of skewed older, only in that that's usually who has the money to do this sort of thing. But there are families. There are you know like obviously parents who have brought their kids, um, and there are younger people that are sort of rich up and coming folks that you can tell are. You know, they sort of have aggregated together a bit. You notice some tables that are definitely people of different accents, all kind of talking and hanging out and getting to know each other and flirting and that sort of thing. So it seems a lot of the older crowd kind of is, is kind of sticking to their their group. And then the younger folks are more socializing and networking and that sort of thing. Okay. So Jack, Jack takes out his phone and kind of just as... as clandestinely as he can. He's, he's kind of pretends like he's doing something on it, but he holds it just high enough where he can kind of take pictures of people's faces. Like without okay. knowing. Sure. You know, and he's kind of, because he's doing this because he's going to, he, he wants to get some stuff so they can maybe use some like facial recognition software, like online or something later on. Sure. So he's, he's kind of just doing this just so they have a little bit of a database kind of thing, but he's doing it like no one notices because it's really, you know, it's not, he does it every once in a while so that to not attract attention. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I assume, yeah, I, I, I'll assume you have some skill that allows you to do that without noticing either photography or stealth or I don't know what, sleight of hand, something. <laughs> Mechanics? <laughs> no. Uh, he has computer science. Also, no, but... I mean, I'll let you do it because I think that's a great idea. Well, but you I, I know, think it's, uh, I, the question I, is, is know, how uh, how many times can you do it before someone tells you cell phone use is discouraged and rude? Um, I guess no, it's, be... it's very it's very sporadic, and it's because listen, you know, we're we're doing business, right? No one's going to come up. Everyone does business on their phone, you know. So no one's going to come up some rich dude and yeah. say he can't text on his phone, you know. Yeah, that's true. So I'm just I'm just doing it like you know just. Just up enough, and boom, and then, you know. Yeah. So nobody, yep. nobody knows. I like it. It's a good idea. So you get pictures of as many kind of clips of the dining room as you can to kind of get faces just in case. I think I, what what Randy would do is he'd just, like, not just stand at the bar. He would actually, like, actually, like, walk around with, like, a, like a, uh, like a vote of confidence, like in himself, just kind of like, I'm even like, he has that like look of him. Like I'm important, but he's not going to talk to anybody. I'm just going to basically walk the crowd and scan everybody and just be like, just look for somebody that looks like they're out of place. Okay. Um, it's hard to tell because it's such a mixed crowd. Uh, do you have a notice though? Or yes, I do. Okay. Um, you uh, definitely, uh, so you're walking around, scanning the room. Uh, it's de- it's hard to tell who's out of place because it is so many different types of people. But you, you notice as you're kind of walking around, uh, you know, you kind of do get, you get a couple looks from, cert- from a few people that may be sort of out of place. Uh, they kind of, there's a, a younger guy uh, at one of the tables. It's not like they're staring you down, but it's kind of like a, like most people just ignore what else is going on around them for the most part. But there's kind of like a, what's this guy doing type thing or like, who's this guy? So th- there's a younger guy probably in his twenties, early thirties that is at one of the tables. And then like a girl's like, ha ah, whatever. And he's like, turns his attention back to her you notice uh, a lady, probably later 30s, that's kind of keeping an eye on your group and a couple other faces in the crowd that seem to be more noticing your your walk around than others. Um, you know, I'll say, you know, a, an, an older gentleman and, uh, you know, his wife both kind of seem to be keeping an eye. You can't get any glance of like 
tattoo or anything if you are looking. Okay. So does anybody look like they're like do they look like they're just put out by me walking around or do they look you know do they look like they're like you know like I like any kind of recognition you know would I notice that um you don't think anyone recognizes you you think it's more that they're more interested than a normal onlooker potentially or someone that would just be not paying attention to you at all like oh I'm just in my own world um, so the couple people that have noticed are kind of seem more interested than not in your activities, uh, but only for a little while, like the younger guy kind of takes note, you notice him kind of looking. And then after a little while, he kind of just like, once the girl's kind of like, Hey, blah, 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 he, he like goes back to talking to her. Um, you notice the, the lady that's sort of mid or later 30s, um, very well dressed. Um, she keeps sort of glancing over at your group. Um, and then uh, the other couple, uh, the older couple is uh, they're just they look and then again, kind of sort of keep glancing, but don't seem they don't there. There's not like a look of like. No one like sees you and then like leaves the table quickly and something, you know, something like that. So, okay. So then I go back to the, I go back to the group and I, I go to uh, Jack and I say, I've been, I've been seeing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Like, but can you do me a favor? And I point out those few people and I say, you know, can you just, you know, pretend like you're texting on your phone and just take the pictures of the little guys too, please. And I just, I'm not, and uh, do it up. Okay. Uh, you get a picture of them, the the folks. Uh, they don't seem to notice you. Does any of the art around the bar, dining room area, strike any like weird chords? Like you know, represents maybe something that it shouldn't, or something that would be contextually like, wow, that's a weird. Like, why would you put that here? Uh, good question. Uh, I would say it's not weird contextually per se but um there is uh, a skew towards older sort of renaissance paintings there is there's a lot of seems to be like a lot of references to um oh god i'm blanking on names uh like th- there's like a revelry type which isn't weird but it's definitely you know, not your norm for like a dining room. Uh, it also seems to be potentially uh, part of the ballroom at some point. But yeah, a lot of the paintings are more about, are, are very skewed toward like revelry and partying essentially in olden times. Like a Bacchanalian kind of. Yes, you that's know. what I was trying to think. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so it, it's not... It's not like low class. They're all they're all classic paintings, but it's definitely skewed toward that. Not the norm for most places that would have like, oh, here's flowers or portraits or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But but it makes sense being in Switzerland that has you know an older history, you know, to have some of these you know even if they're knockoffs knockoffs of you know classic you know painters or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have like an art or I have history, but not art history. Uh, history. Yeah. You can't tell for sure if they're real, but they could be. Um, it's an old enough hotel, uh, old enough building. And at least the shellings are rich enough to have probably had at some point acquired, originals for some of these you're not sure which is which though without a closer examination if you really wanted to sure and they weren't worth you know 50 million dollars you know at the time that they were painted so if the, exactly the hotel has that sort of history that would have been you know not as expensively acquired yeah most likely or were stolen from juice well i mean there's that that's <laughs> that switzerland neutral come on i'm <laughs> they did hold a lot of nazi 
gold and other stuff. Treasure, aka stolen goods. Um, So you never know. Maybe some of that was gotten illicitly. You're welcome, listeners in Switzerland. (laughs) Do we have any? I I apologize if you are from Switzerland. I apologize only in that you did do that objectively. And I'm calling (laughs) you out. You did! They held Nazi gold. Come on, that's fucked up. Well, our listeners. That gold was made from people's teeth. Not not our listeners, but like some of that gold, those gold bars made from people's teeth, guys. Don't hold that. You should have been like, Nazis? Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh, Rick A. That's what you would have said if you were America. I'm kidding. America probably would have done it too if they could have. Because I'm sure they made a lot of money on it. Well, uh, well, sorry, Switzerland. None of you did anything wrong, I'm guessing, because you're probably like 20 years old and you weren't holding Nazi gold, but someone did, and I don't like it. (laughs) Unless you edit all this out. (laughs) John, don't edit it. We got to be socially conscious here. Don't. Here's a PSA. The more you know, don't hold Nazi gold. There you go. It rhymes. It's a really good PSA for the future okay. of America. <laughs> Too many Nazis guys in America. All right. So Randy's Randy's like, we got we can't miss that reservation. I mean, I'm I'm missing out. We gotta we gotta get oh, going. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Let's let's go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you head over. Uh, the host greets you, shows you to uh, a table. Uh, you know sort of in the, not in the center of the dining room. It's kind of off a little bit offset, a smaller table. Um, so that's not like you're not like at an eight person table or anything. Um, the menus are, uh, in this case, most of the food is French, sort of the classic French menu. There's a chef's tasting menu that there are no prices, by the way, on any of this. It's all just, listed uh, but there are a few other international uh or dishes from other locations um but most of them, yeah there are no there are not hot dogs there's not even brats like Ugh. even brats, to, no brats. come no. on i'm from not wisconsin don't you know i'm supposed to have a fucking brat here there is a uh wiener schnitzel that ah, is, there you go uh, on the menu okay. That's just a fancy name for a brat. Right? <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, there's there there are a few items that are not sort of the fancy four star French restaurant type plates, but most of it is, you know, Coco Vaughn and escargot and all the fancy time stuff that you would normally see. The wine menu is a little more eclectic in that it's, you know, great bottles from all over the world uh, of multiple vintages. Um, but yeah, it seems the, the chef is probably classically trained, quote unquote. Hmm. Well, I open up the menu and uh, I plan on spending a lot of money, not making a pick of myself, but I want a real like, you know, four or five course meal here. It'll do it up right. So I select a soup. I select a salad. Uh, I select an appetizer. And I select my main course. And I say, okay, guys, we're going to be here for a couple hours, so make yourself comfortable. The uh, the waiter's like, uh, are you sure you don't want the chef's tasting menu? It's nine courses. Quite delicious. Every night, something different. Uh, Your choices are quite I'm... excellent. I, d- I don't want to discourage you. I'm going to stick with my 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 five uh, five courses here. I think. Excellent, very good choices, sir. I I I will compliment your selections, and of course, uh, dessert. Uh, we will present the menu at the end of the evening. But you may want to save time for the ball. You might want to save some room for the ballroom if if you are going to uh, the, the party this evening. Oh, I think so. And then I look over at, uh, I, I motion to uh, uh, Randy and, you know, like, you know, okay, it's your turn. Okay. So what did they call it? What did you call it? The chef's menu? Is that what you call that? Chef's tasting menu. So it's like a nine course chef just comes up with creative stuff. Yep. And it's all of the courses of 
you know, like a ridiculously fancy venue. You Sounds have good. plenty of forks and spoons to eat yeah. that with as well. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Randy tries to hide his glee, and he does successfully, and he orders that. When when the when the waiter first said nine course, Aaron just kind of like looks over <laughs> at him and cracks a smile because he already knows. <laughs> Uh, so when he does, he just, you know, he like he kind of shakes his head to himself, not like a big show, but, um, you know, he just says, I, I you know, I will have the, uh, the, uh, the salad and, uh, you know, I guess he would, he would get something, you know, more, I don't know that he would go super fancy. Like if they have lobster, maybe he would get like lobster sure. like seafood. They definitely have lobster turf and turf kind of thing. Like, a, like, like a lobster. They don't list them together, but you could request that for sure. Like you could do like lobster tail with it, and they'll. The sh- he's like the chef's more than happy to uh, put together anything you want. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that. Excellent, excellent choices. Our steak is dry aged in house. Oh, excellent! I would say we catch these lobster ourselves, but as you said, as you know, we do not touch the ocean. Sure, sure. But you're not too far. No, of course. Flown in every day. As I would expect. Uh, a bottle of uh, a bottle of your Bordeaux, please. Ah, which vintage? We have several. He kind of shows a list. Um, it goes everywhere from like, I mean, they have ones that are like from like 40s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are let's ones from 19, like the 80s yeah. that are probably more. Let's, you know. let's, do 19, let's do a 1980. Do they have one? <laughs> yes, they do. Um, I actually don't know what good years of Bordeaux are. So let's say, let's say, well, of course, if you get really, really old ones, it would be crazy expensive. Those probably that were like ten thousand dollars. Um, we'll say, well, if you go, 80s, you know, then you know, you it's gonna be like seven hundred bucks or something, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be in the thousands, uh, most likely. Yeah, let's get. It's gotta be under under a grand, so let's do a nineteen eighty vintage. That's 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 Jock's birthday. Let's oh, celebrate Jock's birthday. I think we go with an eighty. That that'd be uh that'd be wonderful. Ah, excellent. Uh, I'll pick something nice for you. Thank you. Uh, so he heads off. Uh, they bring you your meal as it's going through. Again, very very. Uh, very fancy, very, uh, they do the, uh, like, they come in and serve from the left, take from the right. They have all the different forks and spoons and crazy town, that sort of stuff. Um, actually, 1982 apparently was the best in the 80s or one of the best in the 80s. And it is extremely expensive. Um it's in the thousand dollar range, so there you go. An eighty something would be an eighty something would be in the thousand. So, um, and we're not paying for it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You got to be fancy. He's like excellent choice. So he like goes back, comes through. Yeah, he pours, does the like you sniff and try it, and yeah, you know, make sure it's a good bottle and all that sort of stuff. The meal goes through. I don't know if there's anything in particular you want to do What's during so like- the meal. Yeah, when nobody's around, like, you know, they're just eating and stuff. And he's like, fuck, guys, like, this this place is, like, freaking huge. Like, there's people all over. Like, how, where do we even start to, like, try to figure out what, what the fuck is going on, right? Like, so the, the art looked normal-ish, right? Like, Renaissance painter shit. Like, none of that stuck out. Like, you know, the waitress yeah. didn't have a tattoo. The, the, the owner didn't have a tattoo. Like, there's like, got to be, there's got to be some kind of a... You know, if you think about this, as this was a book, there was either some secret chamber, like subterranean, or there's some secret chamber, like in the attic, you know? So, like, we should f- try and figure out if there's some kind of secret uh, rooms, you know, like in the basement or in the attic. Yeah, there's got to be something, like, out of the way, right? Cause, because Edward said that the, that the cult, like, various cults had used this place and that the hotel itself or, or, or the grounds or whatever was some kind of, like, like a magnet or, or, or so, you know, some kind of like energy focus or whatever. So yeah, you'd, you'd think it would be like down deep. Right. So yeah, probably in the basement, but I, 
you know, I, they're not just going to allow people access to the basement. I mean, that's probably well, like, you know, the work area. We're going to have to uh, figure out how to do it. I mean, maybe we could ask Shelling if, you know, there's like tours of the grounds, maybe. Mm, I think that might be suspicious. You think? Yeah. I mean, like cruise ships do that shit, right? They're like, oh, go to the galley and see where we cook your food. Yeah, if they got a secret sacrifice, then it's not going to be on the tour anyway. Yeah. True, but we can, I mean, we can kind of get the lay of the land. And then if there's something that, you know, looks like maybe it sticks out, we could always try to sneak back down. I mean, like it, it cuts cuts down places we've got to try to suss out, right? Um, I suppose. Why not? I mean, I you know, are we just going to, I mean, we'll go to the gala tonight too. I mean, maybe something, maybe now, something what is, weird will happen. What, what is our objective here really anyway? To, to find out what's going on with these cults, we have to, you know, investigate. Like, the, the, that guy, they kicked the shit out of Randy. Like, that's just a branch of the cult. Like, they're they're doing some, like, weird, hardcore shit here that we got to figure out. Yeah, it might not even be the people we're looking for either. It could be, you know, we're looking for some shady characters. Well, if this is the the higher-ups of the group, it, might, it could be, you know, the fanciest of the fancy. You know, it could be... You know, it could be the, you know, the guy that owns this hotel himself, you know, as you just, you just don't know. Well, yeah, it's like that skull and crossbones shit, right? I mean, that's, no. you know, secret societies and all that shit. It's always the rich. Yeah, exactly. Super rich anyway, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, wish I, we had, I wish we had David Icke here to help us. Uh, you know, I wonder, I don't know. I wonder if Wyatt would have anything that he could like go through the database of those pictures that we took that you took and send them to him and have him take a look and see if there's you know anybody around that is you know somebody of note oh that's a good idea i didn't think about sending it to him but yeah why not yeah because he, he seems to kind of, yeah it seems like yeah he kind of has his ear to the ground a little bit so maybe he can find out something for us that's a good well, idea you know, remember uh, Edward said that that the tattoo was uh, was something about you know they were, they were trying to bring chaos into the world. So maybe we should be you on a lookout for you know art that maybe shows you know more chaotic stuff. I mean that kind of that kind of makes sense with the art, right? So the the art in there was all you know fucking drinking and and revelry and all that kind of stuff. I mean that that's kind of a form of chaos, right? I mean, yeah, that's true. Well, hold on. Though. You might be onto something though. Maybe, maybe it's kind of like a video game where if there was art about drinking and stuff in the bar, maybe we need to look for art. That's about like sacrificing or weird shit like that. And then maybe that, that'll be like the location that that kind of stuff happens or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it could like, be, uh, like, it could be, it could be more subtle than we think too. So we have to, you know, make sure we keep our eyes out. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to have art on the walls of people getting their throats cut. <laughs> no, but it could be nope. things like, uh, you know, Saturn eating his young or like classical kind of paintings like that, you know? Oh, that's yeah. true. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, I, I must wonder if, if because I know this party will probably go late, but I wonder if there's, you know, like a curfew or something to maybe, you know, eventually we get to the point you know, maybe we can kind of, you know, put our no more clothes on or yell, maybe even, you know, f find some way to kind of sneak around and, you know, find out what we can too. Well, it's a hotel. So you'd think you could just be up any hours of the night walking around if you want, you know? Yeah. We just have to be careful not to do it too much. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to, I mean, we have to tread lightly, right? So it's not like we could knock out the, the fucking maintenance man and put on his clothes and go walking <laughs> around, right? I mean, I don't think we're at that stage yet. No. But, yeah, I don't... Um, Gosh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. I feel like out of all of the, all of the, time, all of the missions that we've had, this one is very, like... We have to be very careful. And I know we've said this a bunch of times, but we I think we have to really be on it. Otherwise... It could go south in a hurry. We're kind of out of our own element. So, you know, if something goes awry, it's going to be kind of hard to, you know, book it out of oh, here, you know? Yeah, we're stuck here, too. It's, we're in a very small area, you know? Yeah. So, 
Well, yeah. I, I think that the, the danger here is people more than it is creatures, right? So, I mean, at least, I mean, there's that. Yeah, it could be everybody against us. <laughs> I mean, it really could. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah, I know, right? It's pretty pretty uh, scary to think about. I mean, he said they were involved in, like, some supernatural shit, like, you know, like multiple things that they were, that they know for sure that they were involved in. So, I, I mean, I guess we, I guess it's not off the table, but I, but I, I feel like at some point, just to add, some of it was not like right now. Some of it's like centuries and decades ago. Yeah. Yeah. So not all, it wasn't like right now we know they're <laughs> summoning three different outer gods. Or <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Uh, but, but we don't really, we don't we know don't enough know. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't give us enough fucking I think, to go by. I think we're going to have to go to this ball. And I think that we're going to have to send the pictures to what's his name there. And I think at that point, we might get some info about people that we can target to try and get some more information from. That's a good idea. So, Neil, what we're thinking about doing is actually taking the pictures that Jack took and getting a hold of Wyatt and having him take a look into seeing if there are any key, any people of note in those pictures. Okay. Yeah, that, that would work. You can definitely get a hold of him. Uh, you have his number, so you can easily, it depends on what you want to do. There are like, they still have like the old school telephone booths in the lobby that you can use. Um, if you really wanted, uh, or you could use your cell phones, you could use, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, I'd like him. to. Uh, I'm gonna upload. I'm gonna upload the pictures to my Dropbox, and then I'm gonna send. Uh, I'm gonna send links to the Wyatt dude, and I'm gonna set the links to expire in like a day. Okay. So you know what I'm saying, so no one else can get them like sure. by the next day or whatever. Uh, yeah, he um, he responds back with like a cheers. I'll take a look, and then yeah, assume him. He's doing that now. Okay. Yeah, I almost think that right now, I think just, you know, going to that party and just kind of, you know, mingling and not trying to, trying to make it seem so obvious that we're kind of t- keeping an eye on people and just, but also, you know, do that, you know. I think I, I have a feeling tonight is going to be a good telling of maybe where we need to go from here, ho- hopefully. Hey, what the what the hell did I study? Was I like an art historian or something? What the fuck was? <laughs> Good question. You got two in occult studies. Oh, no, 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 I think, no, no, what no, was no, his no. cover story? Oh, neo phenomenology. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know what that means, but I didn't write that down. <laughs> new phenomenon. <laughs> I guess I don't know what what's neo phenomenology. I, I don't know. I think I just made it up. Oh, well, then, uh, you, then you have to make up what it is to somebody if they ask. So think about that one. And when someone asks you, they're going to be like, what is that? <laughs> or you're going to have to quickly make up something else to them on the spot. So, you know, I think that was your nice word for saying ghost hunter without saying ghost hunter. But I don't know. No, okay, I get it. Neo phenomenology will be uh, it's a it's a philosophy of uh, um, it's the philosophical study of cutting edge digital physics where it's the melding of quantum and relativistic physics where we're actually living in a computer simulation. Oh, there you go. <laughs> people will be people. Something you can bullshit about, and people will have no exactly. idea. I can just make, the yeah, I can make that. <laughs> That's right. You can just make up whatever and. No one will know the difference because it's all a bunch of math that you can literally scribble a bunch of shit down. And people, will, unless they do that, would be like, that's complicated. That's a very you should just get credit for coining that <laughs> as if they don't already have a term for whatever that field of study is. It should be that. And you should just get credit for it. And then let I, could in real life, I could probably pull this off in real life and end up with some kind of salaried uh, position at a college. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. You should get, you should look into the lo- <laughs> any local universities, see if you can get in there. Well, no, actually, I can speak at the next uh, Lovecraft convention. There you go. I'll make it up. Yeah. I'll record it and we'll post it. <laughs> be pretty sweet. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. 
We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you hear and you'd like to support the show, we have two great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order and shipping is always free. Our new sponsor is Thing12 Games. Thing12 Games is an independent board game publishing and development company. They are the creators of the award-winning Dice Of series in the arena of pocket tin dice games. Currently available are both Dice of Crowns, where you roll dice, backstab your friends, and try to claim the royal crown. And Dice of Pirates, where you play as a pirate captain, rolling them bones, fighting your mates, and claiming the booty all for yourself. Click Click Boom is a tension-filled social deduction card game full of clicks, bluffs, and booms. Their latest offering is Seals of Cthulhu, a strategic bidding and bluffing card game set within a Cthulian universe where two players battle for the fate of the world. They are also offering both Alhaka and Project Dreamscape by Sarah and Will Reed. And if you order through their website, you can use code LEGENDS10 and you'll receive 10% off your order. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.